0: Welcome back to Fully Equipped. Jonathan Wall joined us always by my guys, Chris McCormick, Gene Prenti, and Ryan Barath. Boys, happy holidays. It's our last episode of the year. No episode next week. Just a heads up for those of you that are loyal listeners and listen to the pod every week. I know there are a few out there who do listen every week. We always appreciate it. But as always, how are we doing? Ready for the
1: holidays. Yeah, definitely. Ready for a little holiday break?
2: It's cold here in San Diego, smartass. Anyways, it was 45 degrees out at my test site this morning. That is not what I signed up for. That is is really cold for California. 36 when
1: I left the house this morning.
2: Jagging golf balls in 45-degree weather is highly overrated.
0: Can I tell you how cold it's going to be here on Friday, like you guys care, in Dallas?
2: No. High of 25,
0: low of 10 low of 10
2: oh
1: yeah high of 25. 25 low of 10 shake that off my
2: uh, my daughter my daughter just got back from her first semester at Loyola of Chicago where when she le- when she left it was 10 degrees and uh, that's balmy she, she's she's done nothing she's and this this is a kid born and raised in San Diego and she's done nothing but stare at the Sun for the last 24 hours when it's been out it's just like Oh, Dad, that sun feels so good, and I'm like, it's a little chilly. It's like 62. <laughs> She's like, you don't get it.
1: Well, we're we're complaining about about temperatures in Texas and San Diego and Arizona. And RB is over here, just kind of kind of chuckling. What's uh, what's what's the weather report north of the border, there, my friend? Well, you know, we we report in
3: in a, in a different format of temperature reading, but we're about minus four right now, and. Uh, we're going to have a, a flash freeze this weekend. So grocery stores are going to be all busy and everything like that. I think at uh, at its peak, which I guess is technically the basement or the, the valley would be the, I think we're going to hit like minus 20 at night. Oh. So I don't know where that actually relates to for the Celsius versus
1: Fahrenheit argument, but uh, it's very cold. Let's put it that so way. When I was living in the Midwest and in St. Louis and anytime there was a big, Winter storm, snow and ice coming, and the the rush to the grocery stores. Everybody just stocked up on two of the most perishable things. Everybody had to get milk and bread. Same I'm story there.
0: Milk and Twinkies.
1: It, milk and bread. Milk and bread would sell out all over the place in St. Louis anytime there was a major storm happening. And eggs. And eggs. Yeah, so, I mean things like, that.
3: It's like Hideki won the won the Masters. Over here, when it comes to perishable food, at the moment, <laughs> can't
1: find a Shiksa like, golf ball or a loaf of bread anywhere. All gone. All gone. Yeah, milk, bread, eggs. In a scenario of being snowed in, iced in, and power inevitably goes out, let's buy perishable items. Never understood that. But the but the best part is
3: you can just put you just like if it's snow, you just put the beer outside, like you know, a couple minutes outside and. It's cold. Everything's great. You don't have to worry about 100%, 100%. anything. Or if you're gra- nice thing for me, the garage is out in the freezer. Or sorry, freezer's out in the garage. It gets cold enough. I don't even have to open the damn thing. It doesn't matter. It's already
1: cold enough anyways.
2: Whoa, those are win. great perks. You're selling me on moving there, man. I'm, hey, <laughs> I, I'm ready to pack my bags. I'm
1: leaving the desert
2: at you know,
1: 36 this morning, but 65 should, this afternoon. I, I, I can't complain.
2: You should work for the tourism board, RB. Those are great selling points freeze your beer instantly and you don't get an electricity bill for your cooler. Cause your whole, uh, garage is an ice box.
3: <laughs> That's it.
0: That's it. Gosh. All right. Well, did you guys happen to see the latest tailor-made holiday video? This is, this has been a yearly tradition now for, I don't know, probably five years. I would, I would say, Going back to the one where they had all their tour pros in like Christmas onesies. Yes, I, I feel like that, that was like that one, one was first, great. That was like the, the ones one. the
3: onesies one was my favorite, I think, because I think you, you, two, too. you could always you could always tell there was like I think it was Rom was like photoshopped into it, and you could kind of tell like he was just like he was like trying to like put it on a tree, but he wasn't really holding anything. And then I think, I think that was probably, that was still probably the biggest surprise because it was like, it wasn't the thing. Right. I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to see other companies trying to give something else, but like, you know, just, they should just randomly pick holidays at this point and just like put out cards. I think that'd be really funny. It'd be great.
0: It's, they went from the Christmas card to then more recently, they've done videos last year. Great movie, I know RB loves it, Christmas Story. They they took all their pros, and that was, I would say, the pinnacle of their holiday content. If you haven't seen it, just go check it out on, on YouTube and in, in search for the Christmas Story Taylor made. And they had all their pros, and it was what, Matthew Wolf and Rory. Um, I think Rory was the one who, Get you know, it's getting like triple dog dared to stick his tongue to the post, and it was really well done. I mean, I watched it a couple of times and I was dying laughing. I was like, This is great! This is great. This year's, you know, it's gonna be tough to always, it's gonna always be tough to top something with a Christmas story theme. This year's, I don't know, man, I thought it was okay. It's funny, it was funny, but. I mean, what were your thoughts? It's, it's Tiger Woods as the, as the music conductor with a choir that features Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood's in there, Scotty Scheffler, and Charlie Hole. So it's, it's, a, it's a pared down. And some people mentioned, you know, there were a couple of faces missing from the video. No Dustin Johnson. No, Matthew Wolf. Um, I would I would say that's that's <laughs> directly tied to their their uh, connection to live, but it it it's just it's a, them singing. Rory looks. I mean, if you want to watch it, go again. Go to their social media feed. But Rory is completely lost, and Tommy Fleetwood's trying to help him figure out what page they're on for the song. Um, Tiger, I don't know. On a scale of one to ten, what, what kind of a job do you think conductor Tiger did? On leading the choir?
1: I, I think there was definitely a separation of conductor and choir. I mean, the uh, there wasn't a whole lot of, of synchronization going on between his movements and the, the choir singing. I think Rory was intentionally looking lost. I can I can buy into that. And Fleetwood kind of same thing. Like he just had a little bit more of a clue than Rory. I get that. That was entertaining. That was funny. Yeah. Tiger, uh, Tiger was going through the motions up there. There was, there was nothing, nothing. I, I realized that it would be like, you know, kind of polarizing because
3: of like the nature of it. But I mean, they could do like a, you know, they, they were, they had all the, the costumes. They could have done like an original, like Christmas story or um, what is it? Christmas Carol kind of theme. Or like, if they really want to lean into it. And of course this would not be everyone's cup of tea like everyone calls Tommy fairway Jesus, right? Like they, they should have just had like a nativity scene. Now, now again, do, wow, I, do I think that that would have been, am I here to write comedy for these guys? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That is
0: an amazing idea, though,
3: right. like, <laughs> RP. I love it. Wow. I, it'd be kind of funny. I don't know. It might be like, again, it might be slightly polarizing, but I, I still think that
2: would be probably. Isn't that
0: what in, social media is all about? Is, yeah, is yeah, the polarizing it, it, content it, it, yes. that goes viral? This-
2: this this is a corporation that makes a lot of money that is putting this on. This isn't a bunch of haywires. So they, I, they, they don't want to become a lightning rod for I don't know the Christian right to go completely nuts.
0: <laughs> They've done white <laughs> crowns on their drivers and. You know, carbon faces recently with stealth—they—they're willing to push the envelope. Just push it a little bit more. Why
2: not? You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like two things you stay away from as a corporation: religion and politics. Those are usually smart ones. So.
1: Yes. I, think, I love I think, your like,
2: ID, Barbie, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> did, I, did anybody else notice the camera angles? It, they weren't the most flattering to Tiger. I mean, it was they, like this they close were up looking, looking up his nose and he kind of looked a little bloated and I was like, Ugh, that's, not, you know, I, like, I've started not. to call that angle the gene angle. Hey, I have a surprise. It's, it's you see well, it I, every
1: I, week from Uncle
0: Gene. He's got that I have a su- camera set up. Su- we can see right up his nose.
2: I have a surprise. You're going to see a new camera angle from Uncle Gene in the new year. So I'm not going to get oh. that oh. That's what happens when he becomes oh. big time. Excellent. Yeah. It's yeah. like the, uh, what is the other I, I'm one? Gonna stop talk, I'm going to stop do, shooting this on my stupid phone that causes me more grief than I don't even want to get into that. I'm what is, what is that? Uh, I'm,
0: I'm actually surprised that we can actually hear you this week. <laughs> You're not on mute. We <laughs> well, there had there to was you
1: about to 25 mute. minutes you know, of free production you know, happening I, I to get him wanna, off I of I
2: mute. I don't want to knock our, uh, you know, video conference provider because you know, I'm not, they're going to go nameless and I'm not going to knock them because they'll probably be there advertising one day. But I don't have any of these issues on any other video platform. So I'm just <laughs> saying. Anyways, all right, carry on.
3: It oftentimes makes you think of the uh, the Bo Burnham Facetime with my mom song. Have any, have any of you guys watched Inside yet? <laughs> Seen it. Love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Jonathan's saying, no. I have no idea what that is, but that's okay. I have no you idea. If you get a chance to check it out, it's a, uh, it's a good, it's, I want it's a comedy special, but I don't, it's like a, it was like a one man video. He shot all the video and helped with some editing and stuff. It's uh it's very unusual it's left field, but it's right up my alley and then like left field of, you know, Tommy Fleetwood is Jesus and all that other stuff. But, you know, trying to keep it, you know, as close as we can. And also, I think if last thing is like the skit thing is it just goes to show like professional athletes are not great actors, right? Like, Peyton Manning, when he did, I think he did SNL once, and he was actually pretty good. But there are times when like other athletes have done SNL, and it is a disaster. So I don't, I don't think anyone there is going to get an invite to NBC anytime soon. Maybe Rory, because he's, you know, they're trying to sell a golf pass, or something. <laughs> but uh, that might just be like a little running quick one, because I don't, I don't think he's going to get any, uh, any kudos for that. Yeah, well, no, hey, I, would, hey, I would have to hey,
2: agree R- with that. R- R- Rory and I starred in one of the most the biggest viral golf hits of That's all right. time. I'll let you know. And he slayed it in that his robot went viral. Yeah. Well, Rory, a lot of people golf that.
0: Shots. that was, that was, that was Gene's robot going against Rory in, I mean, I would say one of the most uh, memorable golf ads where they're trying to hit it into the, into the washer. All
2: right. All right. I'm going to tell an off color joke about that shoot. Here and, uh, oh, here we go. We get canceled. I may or may not be back on in January, but I figured why not? This is so funny. So, Come back and listen uh,
0: in 2023 to see if Uncle Gene is still on the podcast.
2: <laughs> so Rory shows up for the shoot and there was no script. And they had a British comedian that they flew in. This was a this was Rory versus a robot, who it was for at the time, the European tour and um they had this famous british comedian and he never met the comedian and when he walks on set the robot starts talking to him and the robot's asking him about like manchester united his favorite football team asking him if he was on the piss last night this is before even filming starts right and he's standing there staring at this machine that's talking to him so he starts talking back so you know and And uh, we didn't cut. We just filmed for four hours. It was crazy. And so we were just collecting, you know, all of this content. So at one point, so the robots here, Rory's right in front of the robot. So his back is to the robot. And Rory's doing his little waggle to, you know, get ready to hit. And all of a sudden the comedian goes, Rory, he goes, you've got a really nice ass. And he goes, I really like your ass. And Rory's trying to like line up and line up. And he's like, your ass is beautiful. He goes, with your ass and Colin Montgomery's tits, you guys could be in playboy and <laughs> brought the down. Everybody fell over laughing. We had to cut. Even the cameramen were shaking. They were laughing so hard. Rory had to walk off the set it, needless to say, that didn't make it in the 80s. But it was really funny. So, tune in and I would love I to see, see that. Gene's back. Yep. <laughs> I'd
1: love to see that video clip from the shoot. Where does that live, Gene? Is that in the archive right
2: somewhere? Somebody has that. It's uh, got to be. It's uh, got to be. Oh, they were, they were filming it. They were filming it. So, Where and then the, the, funny, the funniest part is the the one that ended up coming out and there were all these other highly inappropriate things and you know he started he started swearing at the comedian at one point and all this stuff but anyways when the final one came out it got delayed like two or three weeks because the tour thought it would be slightly controversial it's like they and so when i would walk out the guy didn't know me at all and he's like he's like rory i I would walk out and put balls on the tee and he goes rory is that guy putting balls on the tee is he the bouncer from the jerry springer show (laughs) and the guy was busting my balls he was he was really funny but anyways amazing
1: i love it i i would like to just see that three hours and 57 minutes of outtakes from that video uh, shoot. It, it, it was,
2: yeah, it was, it, the, the, to be honest, that was one of those days where I was like, wow, they pay me to do this. <laughs> you know, this is, this, this, this was a really cool experience.
0: Well, speaking of Rory and Tiger and in, in the tailor-made crew, we did see some tailor-made gear last week at the pnc uh no changes for tiger after the match we mentioned that he changed putter grips um didn't see a l- couple a couple little minor tweaks it looked like to the to the specs on his driver nothing nothing groundbreaking but the big one was obviously charlie do you okay, let me ask you this I found myself last week as I was posting a couple of photos of some g- new gear that Charlie had, like wondering where the line is when it comes to to reporting gear news. I mean, the kid's what, 13 years old? 13, 14? And I get it, he's, he's in the spotlight that week. It's the PNC. But it does, I will say, it does feel a little bit weird reporting on like what Charlie Woods has in the bag. Am I just totally... Nuts for saying that, or, or does that feel very valid?
3: I think he's out with his dad. I mean, I think at that point, you know, it's just people are taking, you're just, we're just showcasing like things that people are interested in at that point, right? I mean, uh, I thought Dylan, Dylan shared really probably one of the funniest tweets from from last week. And there's a lot of stuff going around, but it was, uh, was it um, Annika's kid? Was it Will? I can't remember Will. his name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Will. And it was, it was the, uh, it was like the screenshot of like all his, uh, all this like, club distances like how far he hits all his clubs. And it was like, I think I'm most impressed that Will says he He says he hits his driver. um, I think it was 167. He says, I guess you have to be at least 12 years old before you start lying about how far you hit your driver. (laughs) That was pretty good. That was of all the, of all the things from, from the PNC. I thought that was probably one of the best uh, little, little quick jokes I saw, but I mean, it is interesting because, you know, he's, he's, he's a very good player. He's a very good young player. Um, I kind of like, I mean, I made, I made a joke on the, on the Sunday, I think it was, he hit a, he hit a shot into one of the greens and he came up short and I just made, I was like, you know, if he was playing cavity backs, that wouldn't come up short. I'm <laughs> like, I was like just poking the Twitter fire. I was like, come on, come on, someone, someone take the bait here, which didn't happen. But I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to showcase the changes to me. It's, it's not so much the, the specific equipment as like he had lighter golf clubs before, which were like mm-hmm. very specifically milled out and all these things because he was a younger kid and his dad wanted him to play blades or he wanted to play blades, but to see the progression in the equipment, I think that's almost, that's a really important thing for people to look at. Cause from year to year, he played very different golf clubs, like from a style perspective and everything like that from a weight perspective. And I think that's what golfers need to take from this is when they're looking at junior clubs, right? Like whether it's a high level junior or just someone who's like a growing kid. And Charlie's obviously grown a lot. looks like a bigger, much bigger kid filled out. As like a, a young teenager, so I think those are the things when you know I'm sure Chris hears it all the time from parents. Like, what do I need from now until you know two years from now? And you know, it's that's a hard conversation to have because kids grow up pretty quickly in that age group, and they gain a lot of speed really quick. And you know, I remember I think I've told the story already when I saw this little kid walk in and walked in to go to his fit in the bay, and I just heard start hearing irons against the wall. I was like who's hitting shots in there, and I'd go over and see it's like 14 year old kid hitting a six iron like at like 96 miles an hour, and I was like, holy crap. Like you don't see that very often, right? And you would just, if you walked into like a normal store, you wouldn't know, right? So I think that the progression to me is probably the most interesting thing because a lot of parents, I don't think, realize how quickly, even though like your size might not change, it's the speed and it's the strength that that happens so quick where you really need to start fine-tuning the equipment if you're looking for, you know, maximizing performance.
2: You know, from, from my perspective as a parent, I'm to be honest, I'm pretty uncomfortable with it because I, I think, you know, and once again, I, I'm I'm always hesitant to criticize other parents because it's like walk a mile in these shoes, but uh putting him out there and letting that media machine hype him up and that and therefore that hypes Tiger he still has slim chances of, you know, being a tour player. I mean, it's just, it's so brutally competitive right now. And to put that kind of expectation because the media will run with, look, look what we're talking about. And, you know, I saw something shocking that he's eligible for NIL money next year in high school. And, 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 you know, it, at some point, you got to let the kid be a kid, you know? And, and I I don't know. It just, I have this like kind of sense of unease about it because being a tour golfer, tour caliber golfer, that is a long, hard road. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the kids like his, you know, like his old man, maybe he's just predestined for it, but it seems like you're, going to put a lot of pressure on that kid if he doesn't succeed and live up to the hype, you know, and, uh, the, you know, he's got his, own, you know, he's got Instagram channels and all this stuff. And it's cute to a certain extent, but it's also, he's a 13 year old boy, you know, at some point or another, unless you're living up to that hype, there's going to be a sense of disappointment. But, you know, that's, I certainly don't like two cents.
3: the hype train, the play hype train. I don't like it. But I, I, I can, I think the, like the equipment stuff is like, we, we live, I always say we live in a, very, a different realm, right? It's like golf tangential, right? Then like we've got golf nerds paying attention and, and people and fitters and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, like the whole, he's going to, you know, you see the tweets from people all the time. Oh, He's going to win. He's going to beat his dad's record. All the time. I'm like, that's BS guys. Like, just cool it. Like freaking like, give me a break. I got to say other words. Cause again, I got kids too, Gene. And like, you know, <laughs> is my kid going to be a better equipment writer than me? well maybe probably probably if they went to school for english i didn't but like you know that's that's like it's it, it i don't know yeah i don't like the hype i don't like i do not like that at all but i think from just well but
2: but tiger's putting it out there you know tr- he, he allows yeah. that he allows that to happen that's that's my issue is it's like you know because you see a lot of, of celebrities. Um, athletes, etc., and they kind of hide their kids from it because that you know those that, those bright lights of fame, you know, can be really double edged. And I don't know, I just I when I see it, you know, you can tell he's reveling in it, but at the same time, he might not understand its dark side or its downside. And that's everything's expectation based. And if you're not living up to that expectation, it's what happened to Charlie Woods, and that's kind of an unfair bar to set. I think, for, you know, a kid I, that's just about to start high school.
3: I really like the uh, the Jerry Seinfeld, like, way of dealing with paparazzi, right? Like, no one ever, like, you never got, like, paparazzi pictures of, like, Seinfeld or his family or anything like that. Because you know what he does? He just treats everyone really nice. He buys him coffee. He brings him donuts. He's like, you guys need something? And then they generally just leave him alone because, like, oh, you're boring. <laughs> we don't care, right? So, I think, in a way, I think, like, Tiger, like, show, like, have like, look, if you're going to be here, be here. And this is where, like, people will, like, kind of see you play golf. And if- we're doing something else privately, then we'll do it that way. I think, you know, again, I think you make a good point about, you know, there's the public eye and then there's the, then there's the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think from a, from an equipment perspective, I think it's, it's pretty interesting just to showcase, you know, what, what, how a junior golfer progresses. Cause we don't really see that, right. We just kind of, you know, we see kids, maybe we'll see a junior at the masters or we see um, like the, at the Anwa we see a lot of the, the females there, which I think is actually a really cool like way to look at a lot of bags. A lot of them are college players. Um, but in general, yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting one to uh, one to look at for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the, you know, it's like it's like any sport. You know, the progression of the pros is the boulevard of broken dreams. I mean, it's you know, you you, you see people just you know wash out along the way until you know you've sifted into just these you know rarefied air of these elite few. But man, a lot of you know a lot of players grind and grind and grind. And it just doesn't happen for quite a few reasons.
0: Yeah. So, so back to Charlie's gear for, for just a minute. So he, as RB alluded to, made a couple of changes as he's getting older, as he's getting stronger. The, the changes that I noticed, or at least that I was told that he made, we saw that he's into the stealth driver. He's into Ventus Blue in the driver. His dad plays Ventus Black. Um, the Ventus Blue, for those that don't really know, the profiles is more of the mid-launch, kind of mid, to, mid to lower spin. The black is the, the low launch and really low spin. So, getting stronger, not as strong as, not as strong as Dad, obviously. So he still needs a, a bit more spin. Um, the irons, he had the P7 CWs, those custom irons with the scooped out sections in the the heel and the toe. And as RB said, that was was a weight play right there. Younger kid, needs a lighter golf club. Still trying to play somewhat similar blades to dad, but he needs a lighter profile. Now he's into P7TW, so he's playing dad's irons, which, I mean, I guess it would be like... Like playing your dad's irons with your dad's initials on them would be like when Jordan, Michael Jordan's kids were growing up, like playing... Basketball in dad's shoes, like literally in your dad's shoes, with the logo, with the name on it. I mean, that, that's again going back to expectations, sky high expectations. I imagine, you know, I, I think just because it's more recent, Leo Messi winning the World Cup, he's got some boys. They were talking about now that he's pretty much accomplished everything, he's going to start working with his boys more and more on 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 their games. I mean, imagine what the pressure is going to be like when. If, you know, if and when one of his, one of his boys, probably the oldest because the expectations are going to be the highest on him, but imagine what that's going to be like. And anyway, so he's into the, he's into the TWs and then he also changed. And this is something that, that Tiger did as well. Tiger and Charlie both switched into the Bridgestone Tour BX golf ball. So Tiger went from the XS, which was the spinnier ball into the X. To get more distance, and that that from from what I was told is, again, it's just a a two week thing. He's most likely going to be back to when we do see him again back into the excess golf ball for for competition, and then Charlie goes from the RX, which is the lower compression golf ball that Bridgestone has in their in their lineup. He goes from that golf ball into the firmer X, and again, stronger, more speed can play a golf ball that's that's lower spin. So those are the changes for Charlie. Again, some people might roll their eyes and go, oh man, you're pointing out the gear changes for for a kid. But again, he was he was in the spotlight at the PNC. I feel like a lot of people are always curious about what Charlie's got in the bag. The other thing that I do want to point out that the shoes, no Nikes for for Tiger, no Nikes for Charlie, which I don't know. Is it it's that. kind of telling like Charlie wore a Snoopy a ball cap with Snoopy on the front and Justin Thomas gave him a lot of grief about it and asked him what the story was. And Charlie said it was the one that fit the best. Love but it is, am, am I, is there like, is there where there's smoke, there's fire. Like I know tiger wasn't wearing Nikes because he was looking for more stable footwear after the injury. And he's still in the foot joys. It looked like a little bit of a different shoe this time around, different, different sole. Uh, different different overall look to the shoe and Charlie is also in foot joys. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but it I I look at that and I'm like, hmm. Do you Maybe think he's that, not gonna grow up to be a Nike guy. Do
3: you think they're getting out of the performance golf wear? Like with like, if you look at like I mean I'm not a Nike guy. I can I do not fit into their shoes only because of like I have a very wide foot. But the the in general if you look at the way they've they've kind of progressed, there hasn't been a lot of like evolution in their shoes really, or like a lot of marketing behind a lot of their shoes and kind of like with their clubs, it's it's usually like there's this big announcement and that was, that was the issue with their clubs, right? They'd have this big announcement and then you wouldn't hear from them again at all about it. Right. Whereas like every other golf company kind of has this cadence of like continuing to talk about product, but for the shoes, it's like, They've got so much invested in the Jordan brand selling a lot of golf shoes, which are really cool, by the way, like, like how much do they want to put into this performance where they are competing? If they're not like Nike is kind of like, if they're not the top dog in an industry, like they don't really necessarily chase it. They tried it in hockey before it didn't really necessarily work out. And with tiger, I mean, other than tiger and Rory, like they haven't really had a lot of newer players, I guess you could say, I mean, they got like Scheffler's into like the, the Nike shoes as well, but it's this weird like space that they're living in right now because they haven't, they, they don't have, other than, again, they have Rory, but other than that, there's not a lot of other athletes that are really gravitating towards like the shoes and the performance side of things like that. And like, I mean, t- they let Federer go. Who would have thought of all the people that like the, the greatest tennis player of all time, the most recognized, like one of the most recognizable tennis, but I think of tennis, I think of Roger Federer and he went from Nike to unique Uniq Uniqlo. Uni- Uni- if I yep. pronounce that right, and it's like okay, like I did not expect that at all, right? And so, is are they going to just be like, you know what, we're going to stick to the Jordan shoes, the fun shoes, You sell a lot more of these, like casual golfer and the, and the people that want something that's kind of fun versus you know performance kind of kicks, right? I guess, but it is it is an interesting thing because like they've had almost a year. They've had a, you tell me you you can't do it. That one guy, what was his name? The guy who now plays for the Pelicans, who blew out his shoe at the in the the Zion, Zion. Zion. yeah Zion. completely yeah, but- blew out the side of his shoe and like the freaking on airplanes and flying all over the place to get this thing sorted out right considering it's like the biggest platform and you've got the most recognizable golfer on the planet and he's not wearing your sneakers it's like maybe they don't care that much and that's fine maybe they just they you know they're selling so many Jordan shoes it's like yeah well you know Tiger you, you're wearing foot choice have at it
0: yeah well I, th- I think you mentioned the Jordans and and that to me is I think they're Like you've seen the Jordan shoes. It was, Nike's really good at at how they market something that they know is going to blow up. Like I remember when Jordan was just starting to get into into shoes and they would really just seed them to influencers, like really, really well-known influencers or athletes in other sports. And they would showcase, you know, the Jordan 11s in a golf shoe and then it would blow up on social media and we're like, Oh, when are we going to get those? And then they would, they would just do this and it was slow. We're slowly just trying to, to take the temperature of, of the market and see, Hey, is there interest here? They knew the interest was there, but I don't think they realized how, like, I don't think they realized the rabid fan base for Jordan golf shoes. And I think it's been so good that I think Nike's probably like, you know what? We don't really need, we don't really need a performance golf shoe. I mean, if anything, get Scotty Scheffler what he needs. You can get him, you know, basically player edition just built for him. But yeah, I don't, I, if I go and I Google Nike golf shoes, I see a lot of, of Air Max 90s. I see a lot of Jordan golf shoes like the, the Jordan 4s, you know, Jordan 1s. Rory was wearing Jordan 1s. Did you guys see that during the match? He was not wearing a traditional Nike golf shoe. And it, again, it just goes to show you, I, I do, I think that they're looking at, at style. I think they're looking at, at what's going to pop. Maybe not so much looking at, you know, do we have a high-performance golf shoe in, 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 our, in our matrix?
2: Well, and I, 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 my theory is it's much simpler than that. It's sales. You know, our, our, our Tiger's products moving, moving the needle in sales. And if they're not Nike's, you know, so I, uh, you know, Nike was a client of mine and the golf division was a big client of mine. And, you know, the day that Nike golf ended, those guys just all showed up to work business as usual. And they had a meeting at 10. Nobody knew what it was and by 11 they were all being escorted out of the building i mean nike just you know and i talked to a lot of guys that worked there and they said golf division just sim- uh, simply wasn't making enough money and it just wasn't worth the amount of time because you know they had grown to you know 20 plus billion dollar company and they just they didn't want to have to invest the time in a company that didn't show any growth potential so they're they're a big, cold-hearted corporation that, you know, we think Tiger Woods, they think bottom line. And if the bottom line is not moving on Tiger stuff, there's somebody else out there, you know. That is a that is a machine that just keeps on rolling. And I think, you know, to your guys' point, Jordan still – and it's, it's a testament to the – I would say the team – the Nike team around the Jordan brand, how innovative they are in expanding that and, you know, relating Jordan basketball to Jordan golf, even though he's a sicko golfer. I mean, that's just a, that's just a brilliant move. And they've been really effective in that and seeding the products, like you guys say, but if a certain player regardless is not moving the needle, they don't have a lot of sentimentality about that.
0: All right enough about Tiger and Charlie. Oh, you know what? I did actually forget, as I say that, I did forget to mention that Charlie changed putters. So I remember last year at the PNC, he was using a uh, one of Tiger's Newport 2 GSS backups. They just had it cut down and grip slapped on. And I noticed that Charlie's into uh, a Newport 2 prototype. It looked to me initially at, at first glance, like it might be the plus version, just the wider flange, but I think it's just more of a traditional Newport 2. But he also made that change. anyway. All right, so we're on the back half of the final pod of 2022. And I want to do a a fun recap of some of the gear that we saw this year, some of the things that stood out to us. So let's start with the biggest surprise for 2022 from a gear perspective. What's that one product that you saw that made you go, hmm, didn't, didn't see that coming.
1: I can, I can kick that off. I mean, for, for me, <clears throat> it was Cobra Ltd XLS. That driver was fantastic. And at TruSpec in the fitting bay, it just kept winning. I mean, we had a great, great year with that product. And I mean, so many people, I can't even count how many customers and clients came in with, I mean, that wasn't even remotely close to their radar and i mean they go they hit it it blows them away and then they leave going wow i'm really glad i did that i never would have thought to test that driver it was amazingly good
0: that's a good one and that's actually one of those products where if you look at the robotic testing i mean gene can attest to this because he was the one who ran the numbers but that that driver was so consistent. That might be one of the most consistent drivers that that I've ever seen in terms of in terms of like overall carry distance in relation to synergy. I mean, it yeah. was it was what, within it looked, like
2: 4 or 5 yards, right? Yeah, the drop Delta. off in distance was it was exceptional and Yeah. So, uh, this time of year is really interesting for me in that I get a chance to see these products, test these products, but without any of the marketing hype or spin. So all I'm looking at is just raw numbers. I don't know anything about the technology story. I see a name on the bottom of the club, but, you know, I can, I can kind of guess a few things based on some, you know, uh, superficial features that you see. But when I looked at the test results of that product, I was blown away and I went, wow, they, they really did something special here and it was uh it was, um, yeah, and it, it's it's really encouraging to hear that, Chris, that that translated because you know I sometimes wonder, you know, is you know is this my own little weird bubble here, or you know, are golfers really going to benefit from it? And you know, hands down, it was it, it, it was a it was a very very surprising product. the 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 product for me that I would say though had to have been the stealth just because it was such a radical sea change for TaylorMade made to, you know, and, and another surprising, um, uh, product in that, uh, ball speed center hits, very similar to the previous model, which we see every year because that's governed by the USGA and the RNA and limiting, you know, the initial flight. But, um, it was a couple miles an hour faster over all nine or other the other eight points in relation, and they really did an interesting job in converting from titanium to carbon and coming out with something that was faster. Historically, carbon has been slower, and when we test carbon products, you know the most uh, classic example was Callaway's um, introduction it was considerably slower. So they've developed technology that not only can equal titanium as far as ball speed, but surpass it on off-center hits. And that was, uh, that was a pretty impressive introduction. Yeah, that Stealth Plus
1: fairway wood this year, I and mean, talking about Stealth, that thing has been one of the best fairway woods I've had in my bag in years. That thing is awesome. Yeah. I was going to say the, the fairy wood is pretty
3: insane. Like it's it, the fairywood's really hot. But if I was to say <clears throat> from like a really nerdy, like dive into a product, I think a lot, a lot of people have seen it on like YouTube channels. I'm sure you guys see it in the fitting bay. I know we, is the autoflex, right? It's like this, it's this weird. <laughs> Cause I'm changing mind now. It, it like, you know, like it, it, I I talk to fitters and they're like, you know, I, I kind of, I think we understand like, you know, how it works and like what the idea behind it is.
1: Nobody understands
3: it. It's hidden technology. It's hidden technology. It's hidden (laughs) technology. But what I think, when you put it on a, like a Ben profile, like, you know, you can't hide, you can't hide what a bend profile is. Like you just put it on a thing and it measures it out. Like I made that sound very simple, but it's not exactly that easy, but you, know, you put it on an S3 machine or something like that. You're going to get a bend profile. You're going to get CPM. You're going to get all these things that raw data that you can look at. Right. And then from there, it doesn't matter if it's made out of a horse hair or <laughs> not that it is <laughs> or, or like um, you gave away composite. the hidden technology. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving it away is at this it- point, but
2: RB, is that our sponsor? Horsehair products this yeah. week. Are you gonna make a nice what's transition? It, what's what's there? it? Main and tail?
3: Main and tail is that horse <laughs> shampoo? From the from the uh sell any the guy who did the Super Size me movie. He did the I'll sell the, the movie that sold everything. His main sponsor for the movie was Main and Tail, and he had to took a bath with a pony at one point for like the silly commercial in it. Yeah, I had to watch a lot of silly TV and stuff. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think I think that's what it comes down to. Is like, it opens people's minds to shaft profiles and to trying different things, right? Because we always like kind of focus in on weights and like, and again, it is important, but I know I, I've been doing some testing and I got a lot of fairy that are, are not adjustable. I've been messing around with old fairy woods that are not adjustable. And to be honest, I'm really lazy and I'm not reshafting all these fairy woods with expensive golf shafts. So I'm testing them with like stock 60 gram, stock 65 gram and woods am going, why am I, why am I getting more, club head speed why am i getting club head speed equaling ball speed I'm like oh yeah because this thing is 15 grams lighter than my own fairway shaft right and now i'm starting to think should i go to something that's lighter maybe a little softer in my fairways to get that out now i have to take it to the golf course right because i miss it on on something like that might be bigger but for the right player that shaft seems to really work and does have different profiles so for me you know it's, it's like kind of joke about it but i seen someone on the golf course i talked to him about it they got no idea who i was most people don't know who he was i'm a very unassuming human being out in the world and he just starts bragging about this driver shaft and i thought to me and that to me was like okay something's clicking with this thing that that's working so uh, for me i gotta say the one thing that stands out and in it for a little while now is has to be the autoflex
2: well i i that sounds like a uh 2023 uh testing story i've never tested it before Never put it on the machine. I mean, I'm curious just to do different load profiles during the downswing and see what the performance characteristics are. So uh, for, for 2023,
1: we may have to circle back to Gene as a, as a consultant once he gets booted off of the podcast for his off-color comments earlier in this episode.
2: Oh those will be edited out. Don't worry about that. Coach coach has got my back. He'll 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 keep me in the street now. Coach tuned out 30 minutes ago. What are you talking
0: about? Coach <laughs> isn't even talking. Coach is not here.
2: Coach He's- Coach is on a flight back to New Jersey right now. <laughs>
1: hey, hey. I'm here, all right. <laughs> Who's that? It's it's the voice of God. Was that
2: the was that the voice of God? <laughs> I okay, got it it's well, me Margaret. <laughs> mine actually
0: is not a club i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a little bit of a curveball here biggest surprise for me was it was a test that we ran this year that that totally shattered so you guys know this i've played i played raw wedges raw rusty wedges for a good long while and i used to always play them because one i liked the feel but two i always thought man these rusty wedges i feel like i'm getting more spin more bite and then uncle gene shattered my dreams (laughs) when he ran a test on rusty versus raw or sorry rusty versus plated come to find out there is no difference in spin and so now every time i look at my wedges in my bag i did not switch i'm still gonna stick with my my raw sm7s that i still have in the bag but every time i look at my wedges i'm just like hmm. I, they don't feel as special or as magical anymore so thank you gene for, yeah, for shattering my I'm, dreams
2: i've i've been doing that for 33 years So i've become good at it unfortunately but you know i mean there's there's you know when i when i talk to people and you know, they, they sit there and argue with me about things like that. I'm like, I, I can't explain why this is occurring. I can just show you a data set that's repeatable. That's all I can do. And, you know, this data set's repeatable. You can make any kind of argument as to, you know, why it's occurring or, you know, that I maybe I didn't do the right setup or something like that. But yeah, that one was, that one was interesting. I, to be honest, I'd never run that test before and so uh that was uh that one was a little bit eye-opening i mean rusty wedges look cool but you know
0: they do. the tour pros have them so everybody wants to be a tour yeah. pro so you buy the raw wedges but yeah no difference in spin that was a big surprise i thought for sure there would be at least a noticeable uptick in spin but anyway that's what you are you're just a dream killer
1: so yep. that's good at uh it. <clears throat> so even somebody as as notable as Roger Cleveland is convinced that the black Callaway wedges that he designs spin less than every other finish that's out there. I mean, he, he tells all the guys on tour, like talking to Johnny Wonder, and, and Johnny was like, yeah, Roger's convinced that the black finish on the, on the Jaws wedge spins less than anything else.
0: Did he give a
1: number? No. He just said spins less. That's the lowest spin out of Probably. any of the, the JAWS family wedges it could be within
0: the noise i mean it could it might spin less but is you, it, it i'm just curious is it a noticeable number i think we need well, another test
2: you know the, the 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 bottom line is you know in relation to wedges is you know with the usgas changing in grooves from you know um when was, God, what was that? Seven, eight years ago? It's been a while now. 2010. That kind of, it was the it CC. Was it been 12 years ago? Wow. But that kind of leveled the playing field on a lot of wedges. And suddenly a lot of the innovation that you started seeing with wedges um, from a spin standpoint really started, you know, the, the deltas between uh, the high and the low spin really started um, contracting at that point. Sorry, wedge guys. Just the yeah. truth.
3: In my in my all, all old club buying, I was able to to scour up two uh, red saw Voki mill, like the OG ones. So yeah. I'm going to clean those up and, and give them a little test, and I'll put them up against. And they're raw, so I'll put them up against my raw SM8s and see see where they stack up. Now again, they're both used, but I think the ones that I got are in pretty good shape. So I'd be very interested to uh, to test those out with a, with a, like a modern golf ball dry clean wedge shots and just just hit those because i think it would be be pretty fun to see what actually happens
0: oh and look at that jonathan's mm. got one of the wedges i should house. speaking of arby's Maybe. wedges one of his wedges that's appeared
2: right at my house i've
0: totally forgot it was coming i'm like what did i order from second swing golf
2: i'll, I'll tell you i i didn't do the test um but i i do believe it is uh Titleist did an interesting test a number of years ago with um with the machine where they proved after wasn't that many, it was like four or 500 hits in the same position that spin characteristics started degrading and the wedge simply doesn't spin enough. And, you know, the analogy I use is it's just grooves on a tire. You start wearing those out and that, and that becomes, you know, more slippery or, um, and especially, the the main the main thing that you want to make sure you have new wedges or wedges that are functioning properly is when you're hitting at a wet rough and that's that's when your wedge is really going to perform and if you don't if you've got an older set of wedges um, you can really start to see performance degradation at I, that point
3: i had a guy when i when i so I, we were about 20 21 22 years old and one of the guys i worked with at the the big box golf store back in the day he still had his 60 degree wedge from when he got it when he was like 13 or 14. I don't, I don't, I was some I was I don't remember the model of it. There were no grooves on the middle of this wedge. He was a good player, and we bugged him forever about this thing. It's like you gotta get new. He's like, oh, I know how far I hit it. I know how far I hit it. And he finally got a new wedge. And it might have been one of the SM something or the the CG 14 or whatever it was at the time. But he lost 25 yards on his full like a full compressed like wedge like he like because he he's a a good player he's really strong um had a very strong grip he lofted the golf club a lot and he lost like literally 25 yards on his full wedge like lob wedge shot because he was so used to like having it not spin as much so it would like kind of pierce a little bit and it would it would check up it was spinning enough but it was unbelievable to go out and watch him first time we played he's like i finally got a new wedge guys you can stop giving me crap about it right and the first hole was a par five laid up to his wedge distance and then immediately left it 20 yards short (laughs) and we all it's like we laughed and we laughed and he did not laugh and it took him forever to recalibrate because there were just no grooves in that thing and he picked up so much more spin now that was that was outside the realm of say through four to five hundred hits that was probably in the realm of 15,000 hits or something silly.
2: I, I had a guy I had a guy come out to my test site one time that was like a three or four handicap and he'd been playing the same set of irons for over 20 years and he was so proud of the fact you know he was anti-technology and everything and I just told him he was an idiot you know I said I said <laughs> it's just as simple I said the only thing that I would that you could justify is you got them regrooved. grooved you got them regrooved. I could um um you know go with it but anyways he same thing switched 10 yards longer more spin holding greens cut his handicap to scratch you know and suddenly was just totally in love with technology so
0: all right last topic here what was the favorite accessory that you added to the bag this year come on chris mr accessory i'm gonna let you go
1: first again well it's it's not even a question for me. I got hooked on swag golf head covers and I have gone way down the rabbit hole with these things.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: the,
0: uh, collection
1: is the, the collection is, is probably breaching the the 200 mark at this point. And that's been uh, a dumping of the Scotty Cameron collection and swapping it out for swag. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm bought in hundred percent.
3: I've got one of their covers and I've never seen it before. I should like, uh, I should, I should send you a picture after this. And we'll, uh, we'll, uh, what's the term? We'll, we'll antique road show it here and appraise it.
1: Perfect. I can, I can definitely do that for you. Um, mm-hmm.
3: uh, for me, although it's not, um, it's, it's from, you know, sponsor of ours, friends of ours. I did pay for this. I bought this before. I think I, I joined the team here, but, uh, it is my rock form phone case. And there, I like it for two reasons. One, it goes along with my the, the, my eye range phone holder, which I love. I can use it in my garage or out on the golf course. I can take it with me. Uh, I know because uh, you can stick your phone to it, and it don't, doesn't have anything clamping to it, which is why I like it. Um, but this, because of the magnet on it, which I'm sure, I, well, I'm sure Gene hasn't experienced it yet because he doesn't have a speaker, but um, that sticks to the cart. Right. So you can like you can go out and play, you can stick it to your card, you can stick it to your golf bag or whatever. And Man, uh, so for me it's this strong. because I use my phone all the time and the magnets are are awesome. So uh for me it's it's the phone case because it just makes things easier when I use like Arcos or whatever. I'm out on the golf course or I'm using the magnet thing on my 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 um my, you know, my little phone stand. I just clip, doesn't go anywhere. And when I'm at home cooking, it sticks to my uh, my range hood above my my oven. So, you know, double I'm a big big dual usage guy here.
2: Well, my favorite accessory was starting out as a very sad story about someone who thought that they were an equal member of this pod and found out that no, they were just the sidekick that got kicked every once in a while. And I was Charlie Brown trying to kick the football and every oh, wait time a second, wait a second, pulling uh, it away.
1: It looks like we're running short on time here, Gene. We're <laughs> oh, gonna no, no, have no, to- no, 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 no,
2: no. I will finish my Christmas rant. Damn you. <laughs> and so, lo and behold, I go to the other side of the golf.com family, the teaching side, where they're like, Gene, we like you. You're brilliant, everything. And thank you for coming and presenting to the top 100. And we want to give you a Rockform speaker and a Bluetooth speaker tumbler by Vibe. They're not even a sponsor, and I'm giving them a big plus or endorsement. I have two speakers. You guys can't see listening at home, but I'm frantically waving them to my co-hosts, showing them that I have two speakers. There is Christmas this year.
3: And All as right, soon as he I'm figures good. out where the mute buttons are, I'm going to be able
1: to listen to him, right? I was, I was going <laughs> so to say, should we tell him? He's even know on just randomly
2: frantically waving things. The problem is I can't figure out where the plug is for him. I keep trying to like, you know, I, th- it only goes so far. He's looking for where so. the
0: batteries go in there with his, you know, I
2: got my, C, I got or, my C or D batteries. I got, I got my double A's and I can't figure out how to get them in, so... <laughs>
0: All right. Well, mine was a very simple item. I've used a putt out putting mirror. I, I you know again, and I mentioned this actually on the dot com in a story that I wrote this week. With with kids and, and schedules, it's really difficult to get out and, and put in a proper practice session. So I do spend time when I do get a chance, go out, throw some balls down, putt. But I usually just, you know, playing putting games with myself and there's not a lot of purpose to it. So I did get a putting mirror. From put out and it, it helps me with, with, you know, being able to check eye alignment and you know, face and everything. So I feel like I'm at least spending that 15, 20 minutes working on something. Well, they have a compact version that's like 30 bucks and it fits in the side pocket of my bag. It comes with a little case. And anytime I'm, you know, got a free minute, take the bag out, throw the mirror down. It's small, easy. It's, it's perfect for me. So, that was my favorite accessory. I feel like my putting has gotten a little bit better this year because of the mirror. So, hey, you know, it's, it's the little things in life, like a compact putting mirror. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for episode 170. Is that really right? 170 fully equipped. Wow. As this episode is coming out on a Thursday like it always does. This is your friendly reminder that we do have a club giveaway going on. I didn't know if I should actually mention this because we have over a thousand comments to go through. We, me, RB, I don't know. We're going to flip a coin and see who's going to maybe both of us divide and conquer, but we're going to be reaching out to the winners for those 10 golf clubs that we posted on our social media feed on the 24th of December so you do have a couple of days to get in on that if you haven't already tell us which club you desperately need in the bag and we will pick a winner for each one if we have the time well, we will have the time but anyway go get in on that as always if you want more gear news you can always check us out on social media we are at fully on twitter and at fully golf on instagram happy holidays Hope you get a chance to get a little bit of downtime, spend some time with your family and loved ones and take a recharge, which is what we will be doing again. No episode next week, but we'll be back in the new year. There's a lot coming folks, a lot of good stuff and we'll get after it in 2023. Happy holidays. Thanks as all for listening. We'll see you later.